0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Class 4 Podcast. I'm your host, Eric. my co-host. Eric. Is this is where I speak. This is where you speak. My name is Eric from Lucky 8 Off-Road. And uh, we're going to talk about our Land Rover experiences, Lucky 8, how we came to get to know each other, and some of the events we've been to, and then really your innovations in designing off-roading accessories and custom parts around. We we just sat down and went through fourteen different series of vehicles that in the Land Rover covered. line. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Not just like we designed it for a one hundred and ten, and it covers nineties. Fourteen different series of vehicles. Correct. Sir, so tell me about Lucky Eight. Tell me how it all started. Lucky Eight off-road came into business around the year two thousand and six. It was
1: started by Justin. Yep. Uh, he started it out of necessity because they needed parts. Yeah. There was nobody in the country that was really providing off-road parts. There was a couple other vendors that had certain things, but they didn't quite have the level of things that we wanted. And there was a lot of things they had to import. So he had a really good eye for the things that he was looking at and yep. what he wanted. And I believe his first truck was a five-speed Disco 1. And that's, oh, that's cool kind of what he started with. Yeah. It was yeah, a big green a monster back then. Had some big beefy tires on him with the five speed and, yep. uh, just started importing things for it slowly. And then slowly started building custom things for it. Cause yep. you, you know, as guys in this industry and doing this stuff, know that sometimes there's something that you want that just doesn't exist. So
0: you do that's, have to make it. Yeah. Which is in, especially with the vehicles that were like Land Rovers is on a different continent. Hmm. And you were dealing with the newer Land Rovers that weren't getting used heavily on that continent. Right. You know? Because really, like, you have the innovations of Camel Trophy, the Disco Ones. But mm-hmm. beyond that, when Trophy died off... Maybe Late nine, 80s, early 90s. Early 80s, nice. early 90s. But, like, a little bit with the other stuff they did, but...
1: They brought back, like, they tried pushing with Trek, which was the competition. Yeah, the, the we The G4 competition
0: those accessories weren't really as they weren't really great
1: they were not no they were you no know, just basically dealership bolt-on stuff yeah
0: and then like you guys have gone on to design some amazing stuff on so many different vehicles now so when did you get on it with lucky eight and start joining with them so
1: i met justin and it was 2006 2007 right as he oh wow conceived the company or conceived the company i and conceived is the proper word. Can we edit that?
0: When Justin <laughs> We're had live. A, when Justin had a company baby.
1: <laughs> and uh I was on a forum looking for some parts on Disco Web back in oh, the day. Nice. And uh we I posted up a and he needed a part and he responded that he had something and he had a local area code and just kinda of hit it off and nice. started traveling to well, events like with it. him and that was like two thousand and eight went to our first uh first event together and then yep. twenty thirteen went on full time and We've been building it ever since we started in the basement, and that's awesome. we got a warehouse, a bunch of employees, and where are you guys still growing We are based in Clarence Center, New York, yep, just outside of Buffalo about fifteen twenty
0: minutes yep and you do everything like tell us like what what variety of vehicles are you stocking for like because you stock, like I call you mostly for defender and three two two stuff, but you've got. Really everything.
1: There is probably not a vehicle in Land Rover's catalog that I don't have at least one part for on the shelf. Yeah. We've got series stuff, we have all the discos from disco one to disco five. Yep. All the Range Rovers from classic up to the new L four sixty four. Yep. Um, Defenders Old, Defenders New, even Friedlander stuff in L R two and Evoke, actually. Oh yeah. Uh, Velar, we've did got you, stuff for Velar. Did
0: you do stuff did you make anything custom for the Evoke? We did not. No. I really want to wheel an Evo convertible. Just think- you and Justin can Thelma and Louise one of
1: those, because that's his dream car also. Is it? It is, yeah. New Year's.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: I- we have lowering springs, I believe, for No, them. no, it's we, like need, the only we need thing. springs to go the other way. Yeah, especially if you <laughs> two are getting springs.
0: in it. <laughs> uh, Eric is referring to how fat I am. I don't think Justin's says is- no, he's not no, as he's, fat as me. He's fat now. Oh, he's—he <laughs> called me fat yesterday in an Instagram video, so I'm yeah, calling dude, him he's fat. He's the one fat. down at Mar, <laughs> eating lesser food than our worthy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Also, we have to make a plug for Worthy Burger. As we shout been out to there. Jason, shout out to Jason <laughs> Worthy Burger. As we've been there twice in the last 24 hours, we paid his
1: mortgage this month. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we've paid. We definitely paid his mortgage. But uh, Velar, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. But like, you brought. What did you bring to the pilgrimage today?
1: Uh, Today, I have our 2023 Defender 130 with our Adventure Wagon. Um, On that 130, I'm going to take a look at it over there because it's too much to remember. We have our 2-inch lift on it, uh, Proud Rhino Rock Sliders, um, custom winch mount with a worn Xeon Tennis Platinum winch, our custom bull bar. We have our Lucky 8 light bar mount with four Baja Design LP9s, a Roof Nest Falcon Pro rooftop tent our um custom awning we have our tread pros with a tread pro bracket and the proud rhino rear ladder on it yeah and it is rolling on 35s with some tough hand kimberly
0: wheels and or, how much of that did you have to get to custom fit because this is a brand like when did the 130 show up here like you were that one of the was first like, guys to get the 130 we right we we have some friends
1: in high places, and we were able
0: to get basically the first one. I mostly the have market. friends in low places, and maybe middle ground. At best. Right, Garth Brooks, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um,
1: that was so. That truck just turned a year old. We got it last October, and yep. that was right when the one thirty hit the yeah. market. And it's got about twenty thousand miles on it now after this trip, and it's been as far west as uh, Colorado and uh, Utah actually over the summer. Yep, it's, it's done some things already, and it has been nothing short of phenomenal. Our only gripe is the rear. The seats don't fold flat, but we are coming up with something that for that as well right now. Very cool. Just because you want that extra space. Like, on a trip like this, I would have loved to have had a flatter load
0: area. Yeah. And with this one, did you have to design the bumper as much as you did? Because, like, when, we, when you brought up the first 110 back mm-hmm. in 2021, I think, or it was 2020, 2021, I can't remember. 2020. 2020. Yep. 2020. You guys were still custom. You designed that whole hidden winch system. We did. Did you, was, did you was the 130 different than the 110 in that regard, or was this more similar to you already know a lot of the groundwork to make it so work?
1: we are lucky that the hidden winch mount that we designed that system that goes behind the bumper there, uh, compatible with the factory bumper was the same on we have one on the 90, oh, uh, 110, cool. and the 130. It's all the same. Oh, nice, the so, so they didn't change it that much. That has been nice. Yeah, the whole front end is basically the same, so that bull bar will fit on all 90, 110, and 130s as well. Oh, very cool, yeah. Uh, the one thing that is different on them obviously with the rear the rock sliders so we have a separate set of rock sliders for the defender 90. Uh, the rock sliders for the 110 also fit the 130. surprisingly even though they call it a 130 it is the exact same wheelbase as the 110. they basically just just stretched the rear yep it's the exact same wheelbase 130 and 110. so So
0: whereas when we like when we're referring to like 110 130 and all that stuff we're really going back to is the early days with a 110, which actually has the same wheelbase as a 109, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. And then the 130 is not actually 130, it has a 127-inch wheelbase, yep. going back to the Defender 127. Here comes the hurricane. Here comes our tropical <laughs> storm fun. Um, but yeah, they, it's
1: basically, so if you look at a
0: 110 and a 130 side-by-side, side,
1: exact same wheelbase, it's just the, the rear end is stretched out just a little bit more. I always tell people it's like they just Photoshop it and drag it a little bit. It probably like they did. do with those Instagram filters these days. It's probably what Jerry McGovern <laughs> did anyway. So let's be honest. Um, that is cool. If Jerry's listening, that's Derek' opinions, not mine. That
0: is Derek's opinions. You know it. <laughs> I've sent you messages. You get the hate mail via Owl. I actually like it. No, like you and I talked. I don't have an issue with the vehicle itself. Mm-hmm. I have an issue with the name. I think it is much more appropriate in LR five, yeah. because it does everything the LR the LR the whole one ten series and particularly one thirty does everything the LR four did and LR three did, which were amazing trucks. You know, I've had both. Mm-hmm. It does everything better, but it's it's which you can see the evolution, but it's hard to compare it to, say, the Defender, which I get why they did it. It's just. Right. They already have, I, but I, I totally get it, Mark once, But it is an amazing vehicle. I just had issues with how they use the name versus the vehicle yeah. itself.
1: You're not the first person to bring that up. A lot of people thought like that's more of the a new you know, Discovery 5 or it would be the Discovery 6. Discovery 6, Discovery in 5, which yeah.
0: I wasn't a big fan of Discovery 5, mm-hmm. whereas the 3 and 4, as for having three kids and everything else, the 130, having that third row and having the ability in the 110 to have that size but also be able to use it right. and wheel and overland with it whereas traditionally you're not doing that with the newer Range Rovers although this like this year or last year's first year that you get a third row seat or something now in the new Range Rover they do offer that now yeah
1: yeah now 494 I believe has the third row seat in it too
0: but affordability wise it's nowhere near the affordability of an LR3 or LR4 was or what a, right. a 130 is now because i I don't know off the top of my head, but I'm sure there's a pretty big delta between a 130 and a Range Rover with the third row seat Absolutely. price-wise. Absolutely.
1: It's going to be, I want to say off the top of my head, at least $25,000, 30000 Right.
0: But, like, I was so impressed. The first time I went out with the 110 in 2020, we went and did a famous road, Shadigay. Okay. And it did so much, and it was doing stuff that I was struggling with in the Pins Gower. Granted, I only had a front locker in the Pinscower's VW Bus, but like, right. it was so capable, and Justin was doing it effortlessly, whereas I was getting the absolute shit kicked out of me. Everything is very violent in the Pinscower. <laughs> yeah. Scour. It's, yeah. It's, it um,
1: doesn't have uh, independent air suspension. You throw levers at the problem,
0: air. but it's very violent. But There's like, a
1: reason you wear a helmet when you drive it.
0: Yeah, I, I know, right? <laughs> so the reason he's referring to is I've nearly knocked myself unconscious twice in the Pinscower <laughs> driving it, so I... I, when I drive it, I wear a special like, you know, bump helmet like a spy speed operator. Only I put this badge in yeah. Special Forces <laughs> Pinskyar driver. Your wife requests you always wear the helmet. I though. know she does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, it crawled over because the big thing is like the traction control now mm-hmm. versus the Pinskyar has to do with just through sheer locking. What the monor what's Rover system like? What it can do with traction control? It's since they've yeah. done that with the selector, which. I think is the, I don't know, is the 03, like 322 is the first where they have the selector where you can set between the types of terrain? Yes. So it's like the early yeah. 322s. So yeah,
1: 03 was like the first year that came out, and Land Rover was the pioneer. And the pioneer for that. For that. You and see I, them in all the cars, now they,
0: they call it like the GOAT mode, the go-over. Everyone anything, has terrain, it, and like how it's 20 years evolved, old and how it simplified the driver experience to know what he should be doing by just making it easier... Wheeling an LR3 versus wheeling a Discovery, like two, is night and day difference mm-hmm. just because you have so much more working with you. And that vehicle, like you, it works with you. Like, it does. You are managing, you have so many systems going on, but it's making you like a rock star because you don't have to actually it do it. It could a make lot. a novice off roader look like they've been doing it oh, for a long time. Was, and, and do stuff that it really. Anything else that was on bigger tires was struggling with because it didn't have traction control. Right. Which is just, and not just traction, like an epic, tra- I guess, train response system, I guess yep, would be the, the way to put it. the train response
1: system, yeah. That's exactly um, what they call it, and it, it hasn't differed much since they came out with it. It's still the knob system. No, it's, system. yeah, it's
0: still the knob system, and it's, what so we yeah. have
1: snow and grass. Yep, gra- grass, gravel, yep. sand, mud ruts, rock, um trying to think go over the icons in my mind there
0: yeah i feel like we're missing one isn't it yeah ruts rock sand gravel grass no snow snow mode yep yeah um speaking of which this is a question we i get a lot is when we're out here on the class force in vermont what is the right answer for those modes because you were telling Mm me there's a lot like Those can really make a big difference in how it tunes the engines and everything else. They can. So what we've found that we really like is the sand
1: mode with the DSC off. Put it in sand mode, DSC off, and that way you get unlimited wheel spin. You don't have the computer slowing you down. Because a lot of those, the computer will try and kick in and tell you, you know, there's too much wheel spin, shut it down, ABS kicks on. Yep, yep. This way, you know if you're trying to climb the hill, a little bit more wheel spin, some power. Which when you think about it, if
0: you didn't know, you'd be out there in mud and ruts.
1: Right exactly like, oh i see a rock i better put it in rock mode yeah it's not always the case which
0: yeah because i remember how much it changed when i was using the lr3 because i was really struggling with the system and you guys told me to put it i think it was yeah once you know you the lr3 told me you to started using sand mode it was just mm-hmm. night and day it was like yep oh shit this is the actual it was already capable vehicle like right. this is the cheat code to yep. make it that much more efficient
1: sand mode and dsc off
0: yeah as my son's throwing defenders at you, which, to give Harry a shout out here, we have some paper model defenders, and because he's grown up in a Land Rover family of old series Land Rovers, he's made two of them, and one of them is strapping another one home that has broken down in typical fashion. But I am going to send you a task. Harry, can you go grab me that Red Bull in there, buddy? In the registration tank, because Daddy needs his Red Bull. If you guys know I'm generally fueled by Red Bull cigars and questionable decisions... Eric's also got my 20
1: ounce here that's empty. Yep. Um, Set
0: time of day. What other systems does the 130 have in addition to the terrain response system? Is there anything else that built in that helps it? Like, does it push down? Like, I remember when I went out in the 2016 Range Rover where it was pushing the shock down to get traction and stuff. Does mm-hmm. it do that in this third sort of thing? I, I
1: don't know if it has that, to be honest with you. I'm not 100% sure.
0: I just remember when we did the Land Rover experience, you know, out mm-hmm. and you're, like, you'd get out and like you'd just trying to hunt for traction okay it was so cool to see um how does it ride versus the 110
1: i think it's the exact same i don't think you notice a difference getting in like i said because really they're the same wheelbase same motor does so, the 90 right. ride any different than two of them the 90 we have rides very different because it's the v8 supercharged v8
0: five liter oh what's in so, the 110 the 130 that is the six. Oh yeah yeah
1: so it's it's a good motor it's like still, a, but
0: it's but uh, the ninety's like one of the twisted. Defenders. The ninety
1: is like a go kart on crack, really. That, that thing, is, and if you get on it, even with the thirty fives that we have on it, it, it thing just gets up and goes. Cool. Yeah, it's wild. It's it's fast. It's responsive. It, That's awesome. Man. It handles like a go kart, but it is wild.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, that is an awesome, awesome thing. I really, I'd like to drive the ninety. I mean, I'd love to drive the one ten. Yeah. No, I drove the one ten a little. Just like it was a, like the yeah. ninety with the. Is that engine going to come to the one thirty, or the one or the one ten? It, it is in the They do. Us.
1: They have had it in the one ten already.
0: Excuse us one second. We got yeah. someone leaving the port. Did you have a good time, man? Had a great time. Awesome, brother. Yeah, all right, I'll, I'll we'll see you next year. Oh, yeah, I'll see you. Dude, here. and I'll you know, you all right, bro. Awesome, man. Have a good one. Take it easy. But, um, yeah,
1: they they already do have that uh oh, in the, the
0: one ten. Yeah, have you seen? Have you have you seen the sales numbers really start kicking up with them? Have you seen the clients starting to come in as they've started yes. to come out?
1: This truck is definitely on fire with Land Rover right now. The one thirty, the um, just all the, the, the one ten, really. yeah, 110, yeah. 130, the ninety. You know, there's some out there. I don't but think the 90s, it's as much. To be fair,
0: the eighty eight and the nineties have always had a hard time finding their place compared mm-hmm. to the numbers of one tens and everything. that was sold. Right. I remember I just learned that when I was hunting for them back in my previous life, so importing and selling Land Rovers, 90s were definitely, civilian spec 90s were always harder to find than 110s. The the 110, three door, and the five door are definitely more prevalent by a good bit.
1: It just, like any car you see here in America, you don't see a lot of two door vehicles. You see, you know, four door or five doors.
0: Yeah, like, you know, it's really, you know, for the two door stuff, there's not a lot left anymore. Right. And
1: especially for guys that are doing this, they're going wheeling, that's really. I, I know a couple of customers that I've had that started that bought 90s because that's what they could get, yep. and they've traded them in as soon as they can get a 110 or a 130. I went
0: wheeling with Justin last year. He brought the nine, Or No, we had another one of your clients' 90s out. It okay. was a super capable vehicle. It, it is. Because it's the yeah. right dimensions yep. for wheeling. Like it really, it's like the original '90. It is mm-hmm. the right dimensions. It's got that great wheelbase. You know, I don't think there. we'd had the the winch and stuff mounts weren't done on it. It was real early '90, and it okay. did awesome. Mm-hmm. But like, the thing that like really makes me and makes it different from the Bronco and Jeeps is like the sheer level of luxury that you're doing it in. Yes. Like, come on, <laughs> it's
1: cruise control, air conditioning, heated and cooled seats. It's so, they like, are nice.
0: Having a chance to spend a lot of time in all these different vehicles, they are all very capable off road, but the difference is doing it in a Land Rover in between those miles, mm-hmm. you're so much less fatigued. Like that's like we're talking about we're gonna build up. I'm sending Eric my O eight three two two Range Rover to build mm-hmm. up because I don't feel like I'd be fatigued driving it within two and a half days to Moab because it is so comfortable. It is all that. Right. So and it's just as capable of a similar forerunner or any of that if way more so with the traction control responsible. But you're just doing it in, as I get older and like more broken. It's it's a just it's not broken, way to and you're just around. distinguished now. I am distinguished was <laughs> my gray beard, my bald head. Um,
1: yeah. With with the L three twenty two, we've pioneered a lot of product projects and products. Well, like that's that what inspired
0: well. me. You're three twenty two. Yep. Because there's not a lot of people building it up. There's there weren't
1: now that we've done the three twenty two project, people are coming out They're buying that truck. They're building so those. The up. only
0: group of people I found that had the three twenty two project that was built was in Europe, right. And, um, that was, and but again, it was very few people. They were all making, trying to make stuff fit, but it was mm-hmm. the community did not only hear what you were doing, really your first, tr- your truck, when the three twenty two project come out, I did the five years ago, six years ago.
1: It was right before COVID. So I actually built that yeah. up in the end of 2019, early 2020. And then we took that the winter round 20, yep. 2020 there. And then after that, the world shut down. So we didn't get to do much with it.
0: But um, yeah, like it's what you've done with it. For me, and also it's an affordable truck to buy right now.
1: It is. They it, have definitely come down in price, and you can find a really decent, clean one if you can get that sweet spot, like we were talking. the seven
0: oh nines. And um, it ha it's a re- it, it a couple things that we like about it. Twenty-seven gallon something tanks, like twenty-seven point mm-hmm. five or whatever. It's a lot of gas tank to play with. Yep. Good miles per gallon. Great miles per gallon. Absolutely. Some aspects to get certain things easier to work on than the LR3.
1: Yeah, if you need to replace an air compressor, yep. it's in the in the trunk instead of underneath the vehicle, yep. getting all junked up.
0: And like a really good the 4-4 engine or the Jaguar 4-2, which I've experienced with the Jaguar 4-2 mm-hmm. from the Jaguar world. That was always an amazing engine. The 4-4, who makes the 4-4 engine? It's Jag.
1: Also, it's Jag. Also, yep.
0: just like that drivetrain and transmission. Like you've seen, like what's the high mile one that you have on the four uh, four? My wife, well, so I've got
1: my O six L R three has two hundred and seventy. Yeah, and then my wife has an O seven L three twenty two. She daily drives. It's uh, just over two hundred. I know. It's just
0: an, It's a really good system. whereas the lr R four great, a lot more power, but like the five O definitely has its issues. Yeah. Um, with the, the, the timing, timing. chain guides and yep. all that. Um, like the early discoveries, they had their head gasket issues, like. It seems slipping, like every motor... Or is... slipping sleeves. Exactly. On the 4.6s. The 4.6s. Four four, yep. The 4.6s was always a time... Uh, my four six, mm-hmm. I think the only thing that held it together the last, like, five years was copious amounts of Lucas Oil additive <laughs> and stop leak. So, it got a fresh oil change about every 1,500 miles Perfect. from all the stop leak and oil mm-hmm. loss.
1: <laughs> just but, dripping what? on, you just put fresh stuff in. Oh, yeah. It was constant oil change. It's not a bad idea. Bad the, the well, so, yeah. Order. With
0: that engine I found, working on the 3.5 through four, six. Once one oil seal goes, you got to do them all because yeah. it just finds pressure, and it's maddening.
1: And that's a lot to do with what I've noticed like using conventional oil yep. as opposed to synthetic oils as well. That synthetic will yep. weep out
0: faster. Yup. And I'm a big fan of the heavier weight conventional. Ex- mm-hmm. You know, the snatch had a three five. Now it has a range of a four two. I run twenty fifty weight in it. Yep. It just see it's happier. It doesn't leak as much. And then I'll convert down to a lower oil for the winter. Right. Um, and I try to stay away from the synthetic because, again, it, it it leaks. Like, it's hard.
1: We did a test a couple of years ago. I don't know if you saw it, but we had that 03 Discovery 2 that we bought. The guy was a Sabres player, Buffalo Sabres. hockey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. And uh, he had this silver disco that he just loved. But the thing came to us one day, and it just had that word, terrible, the 03 knock. So there's a VIN range oh, in the 03 yeah. discos. Yeah, that yeah, were, yeah, yeah, The dowel pins were mislined on the front cover, and they were yep. spitting uh, yeah. oil pumps. Yep. His had that. So we had a local event called Rovers on the Slopes, and we were like, you oh, know yeah. what? We had our shop kid. We put some giant tires on it that didn't fit. No lift. We just cut the fenders out to fit them. We just <laughs> we filled the motor with 80-90 weight and said, let's see how long it oh, lasted. Yeah. It lasted <laughs> all weekend.
0: It's probably the happiest it'd ever been.
1: <laughs> it was still banging, like a screen door in a hurricane, but oh, it, my was, God.
0: it still funny. ran. That's funny. Well, wow, we were driving the... Remember driving the 50? You're always listening for the tap. Yep. You're always waiting for the tick 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 yep. tick tick thing. Because you know it's you're coming. Like, you're like, please be, please be an exhaust leak, please be an exhaust leak, because that's all. Well, that's why I told people I love the R4, but like, once it's had the timing chain, it's got. And you got proof. You Always have to have proof that it's been I have done. To have proof. As in, whenever you buy a TDI engine with timing yep. belt. Always have to because it is a ticking time bomb. Every time, because when I sent mine to you, it was as near I think as it could go without <laughs> blowing up. We were surprised it got there. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, but, oh, dude, th- yeah that that whole four four series mm-hmm. is just a cool, good vehicle. It's a great entry vehicle into the rover world, and they do really well families and overlanding. They do, yeah, and like. Yes, the L R three is a heavy vehicle, but it handles it with the air suspension really well. Mm-hmm. Like you can load it up with accessories and kids. Yeah. And also trailer with it. Like it's a it's a really capable vehicle. Um and do a lot with it and it and value wise right now like we were just talking to one of our other uh, another person here at the Pilgrim Ridge about value versus what the, you know, Lexus 450s and 470s going, like the LR3 is a much more affordable vehicle Absolutely. right now. I mean,
1: you can buy, buy a decent, you know, clean, lower, I mean, low mileage is, you know, 100, 120, but these, I ha, I do have customers that have 400, 500,000 miles right. on the truck still, and they're still going, but you could find, you know, a low to mid hundreds truck that's clean, um, and by the time you outfit it, we could put rock setters on a bumper, roof rack. I mean, you could be into the truck for 12000 15000 and have a really solid a really truck. capable
0: truck that you can – one of the things I love about the Arthur, you could sleep in it. Yep. I used to go cross-country in it. I load up two Irish Wolfhounds, fold all the seats flat, put memory foam on the back, and you just be coming – drive as long as you want to go yep. take a nap in the back. It's the exact size of a twin bed. It used to have
1: a twin it, air mattress. Yeah. I put back there. It was it up, just it was
0: Awesome. Super cable thing, and then when I needed it for the family, I had the third row of seats. So like it wasn't a three stooges show in the back where right. the three kids were slapping each other in the face um, and driving me bonkers. <laughs>
1: and I love those the third row seats and those like the old Disco Twos. Yep. they were folded up into the side and they were just mm-hmm. always in the way when you were trying oh to they do were something. and it made
0: your bed useless. Yep, and, but um, with
1: these the way they fold flat into the floor like the how they yeah and one of the best mods
0: I did on the LR4 is when we moved the when we pulled out the middle seat. And yes. made it like the club seating in there.
1: Yes. That
0: was awesome.
1: Yep, that was. I, I need that in mind with my kids because they're always fighting. It was a separating. super easy
0: job. The only thing is, and that's that would be an interesting product, It was getting covers to cover the seatbelt, the metal portion there, so it wasn't so sharp. Right. And a, and we, I just made my own custom format. That was a cool conversion yep. and made it into a really much more usable car. Easy out. Never had to fold the seat forward. Right, that was a, and that's
1: nice. But not all the LR threes have that, dude. Like mine is a sixty forty. Uh, so you need. To so find I only one. did a, it on the
0: LR four on that one. I okay. think I can't remember which ones you can do it on. It must be maybe maybe the LR three you can't. Worst. Maybe it's just the know. four. The I swear of the whole... I saw a guy with an LR three. I swear I did, swear I did too, because
1: that's where I got the idea. But yeah, it's from. back to like we talked about with the seats folding flat. Not all the LR three seats folded flat. Or not yeah. all the
0: LR threes even had third row seats. Also Some correct. of both fives didn't, if I remember right. Yeah. Uh, it was
1: spec just like any of the other ones. You know, they had yeah. every year the D two. Some had the the seven, and some had the five. And then
0: you get some cool packages like the infamous HD package, yeah, which HD, is impossible to find. The cold climate packages. The cold climate package, the areas. HD. So you have the electronic rear locker. Yep. That and is like full size spare. Impossible to install without buying the package. Right. It's like.
1: Ugh. Yep. But I also I when now people come and ask me about those trucks like, oh I want to find with an H D package. At this point you don't because ARB makes an air locker for those now. So if you have an electronic locking diff you can't run the ARB. So this way now you can have a selectable air locker and it's actually more a much better option than the factory E locker.
0: Yep. Yep. And that makes them that frees up plus also like a lot of the H D ones were beat. They were Mm -hmm. sought after and guys used them hard. If they were built up, they were Right. Some of the harder stuff. Um I wish, I've got to look at doing the airlocker when we do the 322, just so I have the rear, so i got a little comfort zone. Um, so,
1: I don't know. I have not done an airlocker on a We haven't done. Yet. Well, no.
0: maybe then there's going to be a new project there. Yeah. Because that, or, yeah, we'll first, I mean, you got to, I guess it gets me into more trouble. Because, really, with the way the vehicle's built, that's like stuff, you can just winch at that point. Like, right. you know, you got to recover it, and I like having... The proper bumper this time because mm-hmm. I got the hidden winch off of you for the LR4, yes. yep, which was awesome all the way up until you bury it in the mud, mm-hmm. and then you're like, there is no free spooling; it's just in and out. It's I hidden. never, I never <laughs> set that thing to free spool ever because you're getting to it behind the bumper. Yep, but it looks, <laughs> it looks awesome. Good. Yep, it looks so good, especially that gunmetal gray truck. Like it was a yes. great looking thing. Yep, it was clean. But you were always worried, about, like, man, I should have gone with a bumper because I was worried about hitting that's, trees.
1: Well, that's the thing. Yeah, with the bumper, you get the winch, and you also get the, protection. the capability and the
0: protection of the front there. It's just peace of mind. Because 2022, the like week before Romp, I was practicing in my yard driving in the woods, mm-hmm. and I slid into the tree, screwed up the <laughs> left front headlight and all of that. And I was like, man, if I just bought the bumper which was like 400 more at the time it's, versus the hidden yep. winch mount, which is actually, if I remember, it's a quicker install than the hidden is, winch mount. Because you got
1: to put the bumper back on with and that you have and cut to cut shave everything. it like 42
0: times, the yep. foam, to figure out the exact out. fit.
1: Exactly. Was, with the steel bumper, you just take the just old bumper off on. and put the new bumper on. And you have recovery
0: vehicles. points. You have the lighting options. There. There's a lot of cool stuff with I that. do
1: have a lot of guys that will buy the hidden
0: winch mount, put it on, and they will crack their bumper and say,
1: well, can I just add the steel bumper on? You can't. You have to take the hidden winch system off. Yeah. and Put the bumper on. They're not cross compatible. Yeah. It's one or the other. So I do recommend people thinking about a hidden winch mount. If you rarely go off road, it's just like your hobby a couple times a year. Hidden winch mounts probably the jam. But if you're oh, doing yeah. stuff like this all the time, you want that bumper.
0: It's just the, the protection alone, like yeah. it's it. It really adds a lot. Um, so like looking at the one thirty now, you get the bumper. It's like a bull bar around the front there yep which protecting those lights which i imagine are hideously expensive
1: hideously expensive and good luck finding them
0: oh yeah so that's a big thing yeah because this is a new car that right. production that spare parts availability isn't really there particularly on an item that's not necessarily consumable right you know housing assembly even finding housing assemblies on three two twos as my left one my left rear is filled with water and it's very, very dim, but, bank, bright, enough blinker to, fluids. but bright enough to pass inspection. <laughs> um, I've been waiting for... That
1: sounds. Remember the old D2 days there? Oh, uh, yeah. The
0: little, used to just All of my trucks had
1: the little angled, angled holes drilled into the back. Yeah, they had drilled into draining.
0: the back. Yeah, Pete did that for me on mine.
1: because yeah. had, the had them,
0: too. It used to hold the water. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. They're, good uh, old Rover. It's a good old Rover. Boy, it's so crazy to look like... So we're sitting here at the pilgrimage, and... We can look over, and Kate, my wife, has her 83-110, and to see how far it's come to the 130, which said, like, really a stretched 110. Right. Just night and day difference. Like, capability-wise, mm-hmm. comfort-wise, everything. But still, I your 130 could go everywhere the 110 could. Yes. And that, I would back that. And do sure. that in comfort. Similar, you know, similar setup tire-wise, there's not really a big difference. Mm-hmm. Similar clearance-wise.
1: Yeah, to fit, we do have 35s, and there comes factory 32. Yep. 33s So clear with our lift rods. We sell the 1-inch, one 1.5, one and 2-inch rods. To fit the 35s, it is a labor of love. It's about a 6- to 8-hour endeavor. Yep. Depending on the thirty fives you go with, because you do have to do a lot of trimming behind the the bumper or the fender flares, and there are the intercoolers. There's one on each side that you have to relocate. Yes, yeah, so well. the
0: intercoolers. Was it Seric, Ralph who messed this mm-hmm. up at Winter Romp last year. That was the stick that went into the intercooler or whatever believe, it was. I think so. Yeah, he yeah. had to take it down to uh, yeah. Scarborough or something. Yeah, that, and there. like that. Yeah, that was legit. It was just a freak fluke. Yeah, just as it could. But yeah, that's what happens. though. So that's yeah, what happens. It's just, it's, you know,
1: that's you go off road, things happen. But we do have the full bumper coming out for ours as well. Oh, very cool. Yeah, the one that we have right now, it's on our uh, Project Defender 90. Um, yeah. That one, actually, that 130 is going to probably get the new bumper by the end of this coming week. Oh, sweet. We've got a, a spot set up next week to show that off. Um, so we'll have that out there. But, yeah, the new bumper's going on that, and then we should be to market with
0: it within the next week or two to be it able what, to have stock. If you could change or make something different on that one thirty, like what would be something or something that you guys can build? Like what's the, what would you want to do? Or what do you guys want to start working on next on it?
1: If, Oh, like if one thing I could change.
0: Yeah. Or like, if you wanted it to be different or like just something that you think you, what's the next thing to make something better on it, make it more useful, fix a, or I call them Roverisms. Right. That made sense at the time, but don't necessarily make sense in the real world.
1: I don't know what we what's next on there and honestly we've done so much now with uh, the front protection the front bumper yeah yeah um we figured out the wheel solution if you have um we figured out the the rear caliper reduction kit so if you got the truck most of them came with 19s, 20s, or even yeah, 22s. Yeah, so you go down to
0: the 18s now, right? So we've got, we have yeah. can go
1: down to the 18s. It's a brake caliper reduction kit. We figured out there's a micro market somewhere across these. I'm not going to give out the secret sauce. Of course. But uh, we get the calipers. It's a genuine Land Rover caliper that is the housing is just millimeters smaller than the factory Defender housing. Oh, very cool. But it bolts up the exact same bolt pattern, very cool. uses the same input line, the same electronics that are on there for the parking brake, the same yeah. pads. Um, everything stays yeah. the same. So you can take out your pads, put them back on if it's over the rotor, but you have to have the 350, uh, excuse me, 350 millimeter rotor for it to be yep. compatible. So you give me your VIN number, I can tell you if it'll work or not. And if it does, then you can put the 18s on and get that cool. much more meat on the
0: truck. And that uses a standard prong ride lift rods, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah, that one has the two-inch rods on it. Now, question. Mm-hmm. How much of your time... Do you spend answering will these tires fit with my proud lift? Uh,
1: more than I'd love to say, but uh, <laughs> at least once they, even twice with the guide, guide
0: on your website. Even
1: with the guide on the website and multiple literally. videos detailing it, will you still get those they're like, yeah. But what about my truck? Thing? Well, they are all the same. And I've asked you at least
0: seven times, so I've definitely wasted at least 25 of your life, minutes of your life asking. Don't no, or I'd questions. bill you for it. I'm like a lawyer. <laughs> as we know, I've spent enough with lawyers to make these events work. The last thing I need is a Land Rover-rated lawyer. Um, but that is awesome. I'm so happy that you came here. i know I'm happy to be here. But, like, I can't, like, stress enough. You guys as a company... Split so you could send Justin to Mar. Yep, I sent Justin, one of my sales guys, Sean,
1: there at Maradona, Virginia, right now, covering that. That's just a Rover specific, which, which is, is
0: our business, which is your business. Yeah. And then you came here, but we also like what, we really got thirty something Rovers There's running a, around a out of the two hundred. There's a lot more Rovers here than I anticipated. And we have a lot of new one tens. Yep, I, I saw a couple out there. I don't think I've seen a ninety, a new ninety, but we get uh, yep. a lot of new one tens. Yep,
1: because the, the one ten was the first one on the market. That was the first truck here for. A year, year and a half before the other ones came out, so they flooded the market with those. And like
0: you yeah. support and the the cool thing I have to say is like Lucky Eight, we have an amazing defender club with the Dork guys, we yep. had Crystal running all that. And you have supported them so much. And then you support me and you supported me for years back when I was doing GMR and importing the rovers. So I can't stress enough, not only is Lucky Eight an amazing company to buy parts and work with, but like to have a relationship with as a business partner or a vendor or a club, you guys are worth reaching out to, dealing with, because not a lot of companies do that, Um, particularly in a vehicle world like this. Um, A lot of people forget about their clients and forget about the clubs, Um, and it's very awesome to see that because you're really part of the reason why I think the Dork Club is going so far. You help them. You bring out part like, did you, you bring out parts to Ned. You'll help him like he's yep. going to and from. And he's you know, like, been to Buffalo twice. Been to, pick to Buffalo pick up twice. Stock, things on his truck. Yeah. Uh, it's just you. You do so much more than the average retailer, you know. And that's it just,
1: that's we were born in a club, basically. Justin and, and I are we're enthusiasts. You know, we're enthusiasts. With and the that's the what that makes you this. good at
0: what what you do. You know, you have to have a passion for it, Otherwise, right. it is work. This is a labor, like doing the pilgrimage is a labor of love to me. What you do is a labor of love to you. And I met you through World Wars. We became amazing friends. And um, that's one of the cool things about getting out using these vehicles, meeting people. Whether yes. you're at Mar, whether you're at the pilgrimage, or whether you just see someone else with another 110 at a gas station, go up and say hi. Talk to them. Yep. You may not, you may not know, but you may have just met a lifelong friend. And you know that's how we met—just getting through and talking about Land Rovers. And you know it's it's just amazing yeah. how how that can change when you meet people who have a who have a similar mindset and
1: I want just to say, want to have a we, good time. Uh, we met up at Winteromp. I want to say years ago, but probably Winter, was the first time we crossed yeah, paths. Yeah,
0: Winteromp. And I knew of Lucky Eight a little bit, but like getting a chance to meet you in person, meet the family, and like just yeah. And it's, and you know, how much you looked after me with the LR4 and never mind helped you with the vehicles and the defenders and stuff. It's just, and then really coming up, we've been trying to get together for, since COVID to get up for the event and it's hard with Mar falling this year, but like, again, I can't thank you enough for coming up for the pilgrimage. We appreciate you having us. This has been,
1: I love getting up to Vermont, especially this time of year. It's beautiful. And like you said, the people showed up for it. The weather is not conducive to everything, but. People are still out we got two time. dry
0: days in <laughs> a row, which worse. this summer is <laughs> like crazy. We, really? Is oh, been, so this summer uh, in July and August, we were supposed to have like eight inches total. and We had 30 inches. Wow. We, it was lot. very rare to get any day that didn't rain.
1: I don't so, think we had eight inches
0: all summer back in Buffalo. That sucks. Just, it's been a dry <laughs> I year. Wish, I wish. <laughs> oh, wish that. Yeah, had we're been getting it. our
1: snow though. We uh, we make up for it in snow after that. Yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: How many inches did you have?
1: <laughs> we had like 130 last year, but that was across two storms. I remember texting you during it was
0: like the apocalypse, the snow apocalypse <laughs> the, the storm. one, yeah, like 12 yeah. people died. And I send you, and you're Not like, last, you send me that wild. picture, and it looks like it wasn't even Antarctica. It was freaking Hoth. Yes. <laughs>
1: Like I, I, I think 14. I told you, like my wife's Range Rover is under there somewhere. Dude, yeah, <laughs> But I was, next to it was green grass because we had seventy mile an hour winds with six feet of snow. I, I was That's waiting like,
0: for ATATs and snow speeders to go by. Oh my god! Or like oh you know, god. or our tip, our snor- our snow trooper Ned. Yeah, who's cruising around <laughs> in his one tent dressed as a stormtrooper right now? Because
1: it was Christmas and everybody wanted to get out. They all were like, oh, it's Christmas, we got to do stuff. It's like, you, that's why so many people died. They got stuck in their car, stranded, oh, and yeah. then the snow was seventy mile an hour winds. It was a, legit it was blizzard. legit. It was legit blizzard. It's, the cars were getting if, buried. If you in have an ex- snow. like,
0: I've only experienced one legit blizzard here. If you haven't experienced a legit blizzard, it is terrifying.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The amount of snow, the wind, and everything else, and just. The sheer violence of it and the noises and everything. Yeah. It is a crazy experience. It is.
1: Not as crazy as Winter Rump, but it gets up there.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> that's what we're going to be doing our next podcast together, is that's at the Lockwood like at Winter Rump. I will be there. <laughs> I, um, The Waterville Grand has been nice to me, but um, I really could use a bed that didn't have lumps.
1: It's not so grand anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it was grand. When I walked in with my dad, you know my father, he used to fly into Waterville in the 70s. Really? And he's like. They have an airport? Yeah. <laughs> He'd fly there from Boston. First time we went up there, 2016, 2015, whatever it was. My dad walks in he's like, this place hasn't changed. It's just the last time I flew in here <laughs> in 1979. Oh, that was the Waterville Grant. I feel like in the last five years,
1: though, it's changed so much. It's wild. Like we were talking about yeah. like, it is bougie now.
0: The Lockwood, as you were saying, the Lockwood gives a New York Hotel a run for its money. It is
1: a swanky, great hotel. They had great bourbon selection. They made some fine cocktails. Yeah. Uh, I think Corbin ate his weight in ice cream last year, so we're looking to do that again this year. And
0: look how much Winter Romp has changed in how many new Rovers are showing up, yes. where traditionally it was a series and Defender event. Right. I mean, look, look the odd disco it, boy. It was, now, yeah. There is a lot of new 110s.
1: And years ago, they would get 40, 50 trucks. I mean, now it's... It's just blown
0: Massive,
1: up. It's insane. Yeah. But it's cool. people making that trek up there in the winter, it's just it's become a tradition. I, a thing.
0: I've I've gotta get up there and see Bruce and get his story and like any dude who can get run over by a bulldozer and survive. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Plus yes. Bruce is like one of the coolest people. Yeah. Uh, if you get if he ever gets you back into his radio days and stuff, oh, do yeah. you know he used to yeah, he used to be like run a radio station like in the 60s. You know what? I
1: think you mentioned that because we were talking about the I one I might time... be making Bruce I'm...
0: older than he is. Maybe it was the 70s. <laughs> yeah,
1: it probably the 70s because uh, we, we've uh, bonded over our love of. Uh, Bruce, I, ap- bands. I
0: apologize if I made you older than you are. Now, Bruce is like 45,
1: 46 years old. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's. <laughs> But we
0: were talking the one day. I remember
1: we were talking about seeing fish. I'm like, "Oh, you saw him a bunch of times because you go to his garage. He's got some cool lights." Oh, he's, plays yeah, and, he's
0: a huge music guy.
1: Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, I ran a radio station." Like, I did not know that. But he's a man of many hats. If you go around, you find out he owns half a Water. Yes. Also, he,
0: oh, <laughs> he is one of like the four people left in the continental United States that actually has an elevator with an attendant. Yep, in the in one and, of his Waterville yes, buildings.
1: He took us through the building the one night. We're like, he was showing, walking us around. Yeah. It was winter up like ten years ago, and like, he was like, going to be Justin Mine's personal tour guide that and I, like yeah. We took him out to dinner, and he goes, Oh, check out this building. are like, Oh, that's
0: cool. And he goes, Yeah, I own it. He takes the keys out, opens the <laughs> door. <laughs> We're like, What? But you he never. He goes, got... I own
1: that building, and I own that building. The most unassuming
0: person, <laughs> one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. And, like, everything in his house feels like you walked into the house from, like, the 1800s. Yeah, he's little
1: house on the prairie. He's got, like, his beats he's canning. Yeah, like, your His your radio. It just, it just,
0: it's awesome. And I love some of the best times I've ever had at Winter Romp, are actually pre at Winter Romp, and hanging around by his kitchen. Yep. And just yes, just soaking in the wealth and all that stuff. But like,
1: more better times, like, in Bruce's house and in town there than almost even trail fixed. memories.
0: I got taught how to weld by BDR, after I destroyed the steering on my snatch. And I'll tell you, you know what trust is? Trust is when you trust someone to ratchet strap your steering together after you've shattered it and then drive it out of the winter romp trails. That's trust. And I trust BDR and Laz that much. Yeah. And then they taught me how to weld while we're, <laughs> I was sober. They were not as sober. Okay. But I welded my steering back and drove home with the you steering wheel careful. at 90 degrees to the left. Went down the road straight. But like... Okay. It's very disconcerting because, like, after like two hours, like you tend to get a little tired. And you're like, oh shit! So <laughs> you look down, left. you think you're like a wild <laughs> left turn. But uh, yeah, winter. So winter romp What no? What other events do you have coming up? Speaking of which, between now and then.
1: Uh, a couple of weeks, I'm headed down to Texas for Destination Defender. Yep, that'll be cool. That's uh, the finals. The trek are going to be down there, which is cool. Yep. Um And then after that, we are done until February when winter romp rolls around. Yeah. So we do Winter Omp. We're big with, uh, again, where Mar is right now with the Rover Owners Association of yep. Virginia. We're a big sponsor of them, so we attend most of their events. We usually have a, have a presence at the Rovers at Wintergreen, which is a great spring event. I'd
0: love to get down to Mar if they go back to being a week before this or yep. a week after this. I, just, I have to be the Columbus Day weekend up here. Yeah. But Because only, I've only ever been to Mar once, but I went there accidentally. So back when it used to be a place called The Cove... Yeah. I was there for an airsoft game happening at the same time. And I'm like out in the woods trying to be all tactical with a fully automatic BB gun. And all these Land Rovers start tracking by. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then I go out yep. and start talking to them. And they're like, yeah, we're here for more. And I'm like, that's this weekend? And I spent more time with them than yeah. I did with the airsoft guy on a mountain filled with rattlesnakes. <laughs> that entire mountain. So I remember we get there. It was the Cove, and it was this huge. It was a huge place. Yeah, it was it's weird, awesome. It was awesome yep. with lakes and stuff. And it's almost been like late September, early October. I can't remember. It what was,
1: it was uh, what so. To back up a little bit, that technically wasn't Mar. Oh, that wasn't Mar. That, that was, was called the Conclave. The Conclave, and okay. that was an event Justin and I put on with Lucky Eight. Because that no, was, that was
0: your event. That was I didn't event. even know. I thought it was Mar. Yep, and we did that in two thousand twelve and two thousand and thirteen. We had what? Dude, there was you had a person who came and was masseusing. You had of masseuse vendors. I don't know I about swear to God, that. he did because they were there, or either we got seduced by some masseuses. I think you got seduced. They were there, like yeah, the Land Rover crowd were vendors at the Land can't Rover. Can't talk about event. your happy ending. Oh, <laughs> well, you know it'd be awkward as a dude, but <laughs> um, um, yeah, it
1: was. So Mar was having a lot of like leadership issues, and people yep. were on the board, off the board.
0: And I, they were didn't, kinda, I thought it they was just, Mar because that was, what yeah, it was
1: They didn't have the Bandwidth to be able to throw an event so we're like You know what we'll do the event we'll throw it And your crew can all come so we did so the That's where I met for Doug for the
0: first time yep. And a bunch of the crew and I came down And I
1: remember that year when you guys
0: and were like, the, I we were mean, driving
1: through, were You guys had like speakers in the woods We are like what is that and They were like piping in like war music and stuff Dude <laughs> I'm there
0: in my camouflage at your event <laughs> They're like Derek what are you doing here Where's your Land Rover I'm like oh I'm fighting on foot today <laughs> And I remember the guys gave me a ride up the mountain, but when we got there, you guys were down on the lower end of the facility. We were up on the top of that stupid mountain. Yeah, we were
1: camped down on Camp 1 and Camp 5, I think.
0: So, we get there, we get the safety brief from the people who own it, and they're like, hey, just so you know, last week, one of our staff guys got bitten by a rattlesnake, but we got him to the hospital in time with like an hour to spare. Cool. And I'm like, oh, cool. (laughs) And I'm like, but don't worry. All the rattlesnakes generally congregate about a hundred meters below the top of the ridgeline on the rocks. Where's my freaking CP that I'm running? hundred meter below the rocks. All night long I heard buzzing. I've never seen come from Vermont, we don't we have like two rattlesnakes that supposedly live in the state that no one has ever seen. I saw at least fifteen or twenty rattlesnakes at that place and one bear yeah. that was, I'm pretty sure, was massive and doing meth. Yeah. And all night long, you could hear people partying and having Land Rovers at the bottom of the valley. I'm like, I want to be down there. And then you'd hear buzzing of a rattlesnake because they don't rattle. And you're like, I don't want to be up here anymore. And that was, oh, I didn't even realize that was your event. Uh,
1: they had a rock garden there, too, and I didn't know there oh, rattlesnakes. I'm so glad I never
0: saw one. We like were using, we rented those like 15 passenger vans and completely trashed them driving <laughs> up to the top of the mountain. And we come across this line of like three or four LR threes going up the trail gingerly, mm-hmm. and I drove this rental van like I fucking stole it and beat the ah. shit out of it, because I didn't rent it, the event yep. runner did. Nice. That was that was a funny time. Yep. That is... Yeah, oh, the that was a cool place down in Gore. Virginia. That was a really like, cool... It was a massive facility. They had it a was. lot of trails and a lot of rocks yep. in that beautiful lake area. Yep. They
1: butted up to like an old Boy Scout camp or something. With a lot like of there. rattlesnakes,
0: like thousands of them.
1: Yeah, I will never go back and knowing that.
0: Big black... Oh, my God. I came... I remember I was trying to go to the bathroom, so I left. I tried to leave the CP to go to the bathroom. And in the middle of a trail, there's a six-foot rattlesnake. And I'm like... So I turn around, go the other way. I go north on the hiking path out of there. It's like I have to dig a hole to go to the bathroom that I need to do. Oh, if
1: I saw a six-foot rattlesnake, I wouldn't have to go to the bathroom anymore. Well, that's
0: why you bring a security element. I would have shit my pants. Anyways, (laughs) go in there, and in the middle of the trail, 100 feet away from me, is a black bear. And it stands (laughs) up on its two legs and puts its arms above its head like it wants to give me a big hug. But I don't think it wanted to give me a hug.
1: It saw you. It was like, hey, you look like me. (laughs) You look like me.
0: (laughs) It's one of me! (laughs) Um, yeah, there's rattlesnakes everywhere. They weren't near you because they were up all around my, my CP up there. Good. Congregating on the one place where he told me not to be. And that's where we were. Oh God. That's so funny that we had that connection back then, even before I officially (laughs) met you.
1: (laughs) Still in the same place.
0: Still in the same place. (laughs) I remember I was so angry. I didn't bring my Rover because I had the, I had one of my one tents at the time. Mm -hmm. I was like, God, it would have been awesome to drive around this stupid mountain. And it got cold one of those nights. I remember. Yeah.
1: Yep. Uh, Because we were up super high, the elevation down there. Yeah. Yeah. I did like that place though, because they had showers,
0: so that was nice. Oh, you had showers? Yeah. Yeah. Over on have been been nice. By Camp
1: Two, they had them up on the side of the lake there. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh my god, that's freaking funny. Well, thank you for coming to the pilgrimage. Thank you for for helping me record an awesome podcast.
1: Absolutely, I can't uh, wait till this comes out on Apple. Now that we've made.
0: Fun of Justin, told Bruce's life story, found out that... Bruce is
1: like an onion, that's just one layer. That's oh so that yeah, more. there's
0: yeah. we have yeah, that is um I have to do a plug for Winter Romp because mm-hmm. it is such in an event that really got us together and free event in Waterville, Maine in mm-hmm. It's like Sometimes falls. it on Valentine's Day anymore. Or just sometimes
1: it does, and it's always a bone of contention with my wife.
0: I mean, yeah. sometimes, or you can bring your wife to Valentine's Day in yeah. Waterville, Maine. As I brought Catherine <laughs> before, and um, yeah, she loved it. I heard she, she loved it. She keeps begging me to take her again to Waterville, Maine, she as, hopes our, it's
1: on Valentine's as Day. our
0: romantic getaway.
1: It's always President's Day weekend is when that is held. Yeah, it's That's President's
0: Day held. weekend, and um, as your community grows from the newer tense and really, if you have any old one ten, it is. And just, you generally do not get the opportunity to snow wheel. It is worth going yep. to. Bruce Absolutely. is an amazing person. Make your hotel uh,
1: reservation now because yes. they're already open. Yeah,
0: you know. make, make them now. But um, Awesome. Well, thanks for an awesome interview, man. Thank you for having us. All right. Well, this is Derek from the Class War Podcast. Have a wonderful day, guys. Bye.